just a risk it. <laughs> right, man. I'm all risked out looking right now, too, man. Welcome back to the Uzumaki Podcast. I'm your host with the most, the cringe, shade, uh, I don't know any other associate names. <laughs> and with me is a very special guest, the kind, the beloved, the most mean man on the res, the former knife president of the wonderful Navajo Nation, Jonathan Nez, a.k.a. Nezquick, a.k.a. Daddy Nez. <laughs> hey, how's it going, everybody? Who are you, good sir? Give us the formalities, if you will. Jonathan Nez. I shan't eat cedar, cut me, cut me, that's a cheat. Who did cheat me? That's a That's another from the community of Shanto, Arizona. Oh, ho, ho, represent Shanto. <laughs> um, our, our paths crossed, like, um, I think it was last year. During September, I think it was, when you were at my chapter house um, at the Miranda Lake, and I was like, oh, I want to ask him, why not ask him if he wants to go on the show? And I don't know if you remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah, we did that uh, shout out too, remember? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, I was like, oh, I'll just ask him, I'll just ask him. And then like I asked you, and then I was going to have you on, but then things got kind of hectic on our side. Then my um, co-host also was like, I think he's also dealing with the, the re-election. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that too. So I was like, oh, well, we'll just have him on next year. And sure enough, I was like, hey, we should have him on. Yeah, let me close this door here. No like worries. Like I was saying, I'm over here in Chanto hauling water for the cattle at the ranch. You know, I, I lost my father uh, about a week ago. A week yeah. and a half ago, two weeks ago. Yeah, July I seen that. And, uh, 70, uh, 87 years old. My father uh, did a lot. Uh, you know, You know, fathers, they just, you know, raise you hard sometimes and back over here helping out my mom and helping out the family and just uh, chilling out on the good old Navajo Nation, Santo AZ. No worries, no worries. I want you I want you to take us to the beginning. I'm talking like back to the res days, res kid days. How was it growing up for you? Oh, just doing what I'm doing today, you know, hauling water. My, my family don't have... Uh, running water here in at a ranch and you have I to go that, to the yeah. top of uh, Black Mesa to haul water for the cattle, for the house. That's how I grew up, you know. Herding yeah. sheep, uh, running around out here in enjoying the the beautiful scenic Navajo nation, at least the western part of the Navajo nation in Shanta. It was a good upbringing, you know. Yeah. Uh, tough love upbringing, you know getting yelled at, all that good stuff. <laughs> people would say people would say they go to sheep camp for the summer. I was like, I live at sheep camp, man. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the better get to not. I hear that every day. <laughs> every day, man. Every day working hard. And that's what I uh, enjoyed about my father, you know, he taught me a lot and, and over here back at home, you know, I'm just remembering those those times my my father Audience is a, a very young audience. You know, I always say 
mom and dads, grandmas, grandpas, they tell you that they're not going to be there forever for you, and so they're trying to teach teach you, uh, you know, about life and to get ready for those tough times. Because, as you know, man, tough times do happen, and sometimes it's it's pretty uh, pretty difficult. But we persevere. We don't give up. We just keep on going because of those strong words of wisdom that was passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. I recently lost one of my grandmas too and like yeah like you said it's pretty hard especially like if they if they helped raise you and like like you said too it's yeah. like um it's like even if they were kind of tough on you they were, they were just trying to make you prepare for this world because we live in a harsh desert to be honest <laughs> absolutely absolutely but um I noticed I know that you you don't have no running water because I've seen like some interviews of you and um like most of us, we don't have running water. I didn't have running water when I was a kid, but thankfully I have running water now. But also, was electricity? Did you did you did you have electricity growing up? Well, about half my life. I mean, half my uh, when I was eighteen, I'd say about nine or ten, we got electricity. Ooh. Yeah, and you know, with, with the water and the electricity that um, people need out there, you know, with the uh, monies that came from the federal government, we put a lot of money. Um, put money aside to help people with no running water and electricity. So hopefully that that continues into this new new administration, so that people can uh, can have relief, you know, have running water and, and electricity. Yeah, on the Navajo Nation, you know, we're the most powerful country in the world, and thirty percent of our Navajos uh, don't have running water or electricity. So that that was always my argument. That was always my push. To the federal government and say, you guys give money to war-torn countries, rebuilding them after you bomb them, why can't you help us here on Navajo Nation? We're citizens, we're U.S. citizens, and we finally got a couple billion dollars to help out with the, the infrastructure here on Navajo. Exactly. That was something that, uh, that I think our team has been pretty proud of during our administration, during our, our tenure. Exactly, exactly. I always um because I, I I rap on my on my off time and I usually have like a a bar I usually say which was like some like I'm a first world citizen but get treated like a third world citizen or something like that because like most of us are we we all grew up like without running water or electricity and then like finally we're getting running water and electricity like finally <laughs> but like all like. Like all res kids, we all had fun growing up, no matter what. Even if it was harsh, we we still had fun. We we played in the ditches. We played in the mud. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, awesome. Climbing those mountains, those hills. Exactly. Sometimes forgetting about the sheep. You know, you have to go run run after them, getting yelled at. You know. <laughs> exactly. Those were the days, man. Those were the days. Drinking soda pop, soda pop, and bologna sandwiches. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Guys, commodity cheese, right? Exactly, the commodity cheese, always. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did you have any dreams before you wanted to go into politics? You want to be a rock star, grand- maybe? Huh? Oh, my, my grandfather oh, yeah? uh, was a councilman. Ooh. And, um, you know, I always thought, and, and he, he passed on when I was like one years old. I heard stories of him holding me as a baby and, <laughs> and and what he did in the community helped a lot of people. And I was like, dang, that's one way to leave this world, man, um, having uh, having helped uh, people out there. And so, you know, I, I, I thought I'd uh, 
go go to school first, like everybody tells us, mom and dad, grandma's grandpa's went to school, went to college. Then I came back and, and started my uh, political career and uh, became a councilman, became a county supervisor, a county official. Um, I wanted to, to be a councilman, but I didn't think I would ever be a president. <laughs> like it fell into place, man, you know. And then now when I look back at it here and uh, with the 100 degree weather and sweating it out, thinking about our presidency, uh, you know, I, I just think that we, we were blessed, you know, as a team to be able to uh, be the vice president for four years and then president for four years again. And that's eight years in Window Rock. And hopefully we, uh, we did we did and helped uh, our people out there. I remember um, when you first got elected, I wasn't really into politics. Like, I didn't really caught up to it, which is kind of funny because I, I delivered a newspaper. But then, like, like um, the very first time I heard your name and the first time I was, like, the big meme was, like, that you took away candy. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, wait, wait, what? He's taking it? Who's he's taking away candy now? And then it was like, he's probably taking away candy for Halloween. I'm like, wait, what? No, who's this? <laughs> that was that was pretty fun. That was the first time I heard from you. Then I was like, oh, oh wait, he's trying to make us healthier. That's what that's what he means. Yeah, just blowing out of proportion. <laughs> right. You know, you know, the Navajo Nation government spends thousands of dollars buying bulk candy <laughs> for the for the parade, for Halloween, and yet our diabetes rate is so high. Exactly. And it doesn't make sense when the government is, you know, instigating in, in a way or, or supporting diabetes in that way. You, you kind of have to step back and think about it. You know, you don't want your government to, you know, be a part of the spread of diabetes. And that was one of the reasons why we did that. But what we did, rather than buy uh, candy, what we did was we bought from the local farmers, like in Shiprock and other places on Navajo Nation, and we gave out fresh produce during the parades. I don't know if you saw it, but we were giving out watermelons, squash, uh, corn, Damn. things like that, you know, more healthy. Yeah. And using the money to help our farmers, too, you know, Navajo government. Exactly. That was a change. Cool. It was a radical change, but people kind of got all Exactly. <laughs> that was funny though when I seen that. I was like, "Who's taking our candy now? What, what's going on?" Then when I seen that, I was like, oh, "Oh, wait, never mind. They're just blowing out of proportion." But then, yeah. Um, um, speaking of which, yeah, I always like gum. I like gardening, and I always tell the tell, tell the like the people around here. I'm like, "Hey, you should garden. It's pretty easy. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Just put a seed in the ground and water every day." <laughs> Absolutely. Think. We grew, we grew up dry farming here at the ranch because we don't have water. Yeah. So there, there's some good good seeds that are uh, that are resilient um, and don't need much water, and it'll grow, as you know. Um, but uh, in, in Mario, Mariano Lake, I remember remember the days when that lake was uh, uh, pretty full, huh? Yeah. Remember those days? <laughs> I remember that that year you came back that that um I would kept raining every day, and that's when we got our lake back. And I was like telling my brother, I was like, "Damn, I haven't seen that lake since I was a kid." <laughs> oh yeah. But also speaking of Marion Lake, where well, today we actually um 
we're we're working on the garden. I guess we're gonna have like a public garden, I think. So we're like planting oh, corn and everything. Garden. Public garden, yeah. Yeah, we're planting corn and all that. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. <laughs> all right. But well, yeah, appreciate you you encouraging the young people there at the uh, the chapter and developing a community garden because they'll remember that. Exactly. Just like us, we, we remembered a lot of things when we were growing up and. They'll point back to that and say, oh, man, I remember that. I was a gardener. I, I grew corn. <laughs> I got corn husk. Yeah. <laughs> right. He stirs in the land of dawning. He stirs now in the age of wandering. Now on the trail of beauty, he stirs. Not bad, not Usually bad. You're the priority, huh? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Water priority. Exactly. I also like that, too. Like, um, for us natives out here, we usually have a farm, but then our farm and a ranch, but then they're, like, so far away, we have to drive around. Or, like, in my situation, I had to walk up to my grandma's, which is, like, a half a mile up uh, uphill in this heat. Oh, man, it was pretty hot. I think I was in Tuba City yesterday, and it was, like, 106 over there. Dang. This is it is getting hot. It is getting hot. Today we we climate change. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say today I was dressed all in white and I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to die out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, it builds us up, huh? Exactly. Exactly. It makes us stronger. Work, work in the heat. Yeah. But um, um, during COVID, I remember like um, that was a big thing for you guys, especially everyone around the world. But I like how you guys handle it, how you, like, told us all to, like, stay inside and to not basically quarantine all of ourselves. It was, it was, it was a struggle. How was that? Well, you know, there was so much uncertainty, you know. We didn't, we didn't know what this virus was going to do when it came. So we did a lot of preparing, you know. We made sure that we protected our elders. Of course, for us, the elders are the... Uh, the pillars of our families, you know, and and then those that have, you know, health issues, that's what this COVID really uh, wreaked havoc on them. And and as you may, as you know, we lost some of our our relatives and our friends because you know they had some heart uh, health issues. But we we did our very best, you know. People, some people didn't like uh, the staying at home, the lockdown, exactly. uh, things like that. But, you know, we had to do, do something. Uh, uh, something to protect our, our elders. And, you know, and, and maybe maybe I lost the election because of that. But, you know, it's okay. Yeah. And if, if, I were to, if I were to do it again, you know, if I were in that same situation, I, I would do the same thing again because I want our people to live. I want our grandmas and grandpas to live, and if it's a little bit inconvenient for us young people, then, hey, we're going to protect our elders exactly. as much as we can. Exactly. I remember um, it was it was really scary for us, especially on on, on my side, because for me and my family, we had to stay home, and there was only two of us working at that time. It was my mom and I, 
my mom was like a, I forgot what she was. She would laundromat, laundromat employee or something like that. And like she would have to like do the laundry for like I think people. So like she was, uh-huh. she was, I forgot what they called them. She has that paper. I was like, you got to keep that mom. That, that's history. <laughs> but yeah, and I would deliver papers every day. I remember I would be all scared, be like, am I going to get it? can't get away from me but mostly because I don't since I deliver to mostly elders I don't want to like get it and then like pass it on to them oh so that was right. like I was like more scared for for them basically and, but well hey man I I appreciate you and many others out there that were you know helping out people helping out their neighbors and then really just doing the very best to to uh, protect them you know and, and that's what we did, I was out there every single day, and I, I'm, I'm with you. You know, every day we go out, you never know if you catch that virus and take it home. And uh, during that time, I remember I had to stay in back of the, uh, in the other room. We had to uh, divide the house in half, and I would stay in the back. Because we didn't know then, right? We didn't know what COVID was all about, and we just... Make yeah. sure that uh, we followed all the health protocols. And the next day, we would be out there handing out food and supplies and masks. And uh, gosh, you know, and then we did our very best. And I, I, I thank the team because not one of our team members got COVID all those days we were mm. out there because we followed what the health professionals told us to do: wearing a mask, wearing gloves social distancing, spraying ourselves out with Lysol at times, you know, <laughs> water, with water, you know. Yeah. But um, it, was, it was a scary time. I think um, a scary time for all of us. But, you know, our now little people are strong. And, you know, because of their strength, we were able to overcome. But uh, like I said, we did lose some people. Yeah. About some prayers go out to those families. Uh, but, you know, I think if we didn't put these measures in place, these really strict uh, uh, protocols, I think maybe even more of our people would have gone hurt or possibly lose their life, you know, so. Exactly. Uh, we, were, we all did it together. It wasn't just us at Winderlock, all of us. We just got the message out there on the radio, letting everybody know what to do. And Navajo people did an outstanding job. Outstanding. Oh, 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 exactly. But I remember um, I was speaking for as a guy on the res, as a res guy on the res, among another bunch of res people. I can say like the, the approval rating you, the approval rating of you going from bad to good was kind of funny, and it all happened just because of one thing. And I don't know if you can guess through COVID, the reason why we started calling you Daddy Nez. Oh, yeah, the hardships. Right <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, but um, personal story of mine was that, like, um, that was a godsend because my mom, I guess she was, like, suffering and scared, like, just like me, to work. But then she got COVID, and then that made us scared because she's our mom, and then we didn't know what was going to happen to her. But then we started questioning, like, what's going to happen if we don't pay rent or if we don't get food because she's the only one working besides me. And here, as soon as we said that, like like an angel sent from the creator, here comes Daddy Nez himself, like, hey, yo, I heard you in a pandemic. Here's a couple of hundred. Here's a couple of hundred. We're like, oh! <laughs> but yeah, that really helped yeah. us out. We we, we we got through, like, um some rent. We got through um paying some bills. It was, it was really helpful. But um, could yeah, you explain we, about we, that? We, yeah, we recognize that, you know, everybody's staying home, so they're not working and bills are piling up, and, you know, we worked with the council, and we made sure that uh, 
there was some assistance that went directly into the pockets of our Navajo people. And I think the majority of the people spent it, just like you guys, spent it the right way, you know. And uh, the rest of the money that, that came down from Washington, as I mentioned earlier, uh, will help build some water lines, electric lines for people, uh, build some homes uh, for our elderly and our veterans. And, and, you know, that's what we approved. And now it's this new administration that has to to do to do it, you know? Yeah. So they got a good game. They, we, we develop a good game plan for them, and all they have to do is just implement it. And hopefully they do it because, I mean, if they don't do it, there might be another hardship check, which is for some a blessing, but you know what? We're going to still be in the same predicament after that money is gone. Exactly. You know, people, some people are not going to have electricity. Some people are not going to have a home or, or water. Now is the time to really uh, get water, infrastructure, electric, electricity, uh, roads uh, reestablished on our Navajo Nation. So I'm, I'm kind of looking at this new administration, uh, hopefully they they do, and the new council follows through as well. We'll see. Time will tell. Exactly, exactly. We all wish our, our new boo um, luck. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah. I, I heard... Oh, yeah? No, I'm great. I'm sorry. I was, I was saying, like, I heard somewhere that we as... During this time, like, like the COVID, back to COVID, but, like, during this time, I heard that we, we as a, the Navajo Nation helped the country out. And then, like, out of nowhere in our time of need during COVID, they helped us out. Do, do you know anything about that? I remember hearing something about like that. Well, what what they're talking about is when, when we got uh, assistance from the federal government, you know, and then people were looking at the Navajo Nation as a model. They were like, man, if, if the whole country could do the same thing the Navajo Nation is doing, we'd be out of COVID. Like because you, you, you saw all the, probably the TV or the news, people protesting, I'm not going to wear a mask, <laughs> you're not going to give me a shot of that, that uh, vaccine, you know, because exactly. it's the devil, you know, all this stuff. And, and it got so political. And, you know, it, it's a fact that masks do help. You know, after we took the masks off recently, we get, a lot of people started getting sick again, back to the flu, back to, you know, possibly getting COVID. But because yeah. they have their shot, they didn't get sick as bad as uh, if you didn't have a shot. But, but back to your question, you know, people were looking at the Navajo, even Dr. Fauci, I don't know, you know, some people don't like Dr. Fauci, <laughs> but they said that uh, he, he, he himself said, man, Navajo Nation is doing a great job, and People were looking at us uh, as a model in, in, in throughout the, the country of how to push back on COVID. But, you know, half of our people live off the Navajo Nation, though, you know? Yeah. And sometimes they don't have those protocols off the Navajo Nation. Someone gets sick out there, brings it back one weekend, and that, that's something that we had to contend with uh, over and over again. Grandma would say, well, she got, he, you know, Grandma got sick because so-and-so lives, uh, works in Vegas or Phoenix and he brought it home and now the whole house is sick. You know, we heard stories like that. And it, it was heart-wrenching, um, but I'm glad our elders took the shot because it really, really protected them. You know, when and if they got COVID, you know, 
And, um, yeah, I think that was uh, uh, something that will be talked about in the future, you know, way in the future. Exactly, exactly. Well, I like I like the um, the people like just bringing it back to the people with the mask thing. That was pretty funny. Like when people were like, "I can't breathe" and stuff. I was like, I, "This this mask is pretty helpful." I'm not gonna lie. Even before I was like, "Hey, I should be wearing a mask like those Japanese people." <laughs> it's because I'm protecting you oh, yeah. from me. Not not I'm not. It's not it's not me protecting myself from you. It's me protecting myself or you're you from me. Wait, did I say it right? <laughs> yeah. I agree, you know. That's what I used to tell people when they look funny at me when I'm wearing a mask. And they're like, and then they look at you and say, well, I'm not, I'm not sick. I won't give it to you. And I go, um, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about if I may be sick and I don't want to get you sick. Exactly. And then they, they do a double take and they're like, oh, okay. Oh, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly, exactly. But um, just to get a little lighthearted, how do you feel about the memes that were made being made being made of you being made about you? <laughs> oh yeah, well you know that comes with uh, the position. <laughs> <laughs> that comes with the position. I always like yeah. seeing the memes. Yeah. Every time I saw you, I was like, "Well, well I, what's the memes coming?" Oh yeah. Yeah, I get a kick out of it. Some of them are pretty amusing, you know, <laughs> and. Uh, some of them, they, they make me laugh, you know, uh, uh, but they're, they're, it comes with the territory, you know? Yeah. Uh, they already got memes with the new president, too. So. Yeah, I seen, the, I seen the Tony Hawk one, I was like, oh, show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember uh, when we first started this podcast, they uh, told me to, like, upload a cover for your podcast. I was like, I don't got nothing. I was like. I seen one where you were drawing on the on the wall, and then I was like, I just made it to where you were drawing me, my symbol, and I just put it as a cover. And I was like, <laughs> then when you, when we got you, I was like, oh, see, it's it's all part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how about also too to the term Daddy Nez? Have you heard that before? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what do you think of it? <laughs> it, it? It came it came from. Uh, the young people, you know, I, I think it started, it started when I was at a basketball game, uh, in New Mexico and some young guy, some young person comes up to me and says, where's my check? <laughs> then I turned to him and I said, the check is in the mail. I go, <laughs> and that, that video just went viral after that, you know, people were just laughing about it. And uh, and then next thing you know, it turned into Daddy Nez, you know. I was like, okay, guess I got a lot of kids all over the Navajo <laughs> Nation. And I think they, some of the young people, you know, they would come up to me and say, and they, they were serious. They'd be like, where's my check? And I was like, well, young man, you need to go check with your parents because your parents might have your check, I go. <laughs> and, and they go, really? I go, Yeah. And then they, they ask the parents, like, yes, I don't know. <laughs> well, that, that was pretty funny, though. I, I, I like the turn daddy is. It's like, oh, my God. That's, it's kind of funny, but actually kind of fits because you actually helped us out during our trying times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's all, you know, uh, it doesn't, 
I don't get all, all, all nachos about it, you know, I don't get all not toy about it. Just, <laughs> I, I get a laugh about it, and then, you know, I just keep on going and doing the uh, the will of the Navajo people. And that's what fueled me, you know. I did my very best. I did it on my 100%. You know, people say 110, you can't give 110. <laughs> I did 100%. I gave it my all. There's uh, being a president, COVID, uh was the center of my administration. Uh, you know, I think we could have got a lot more done, but we did get a lot of money yeah. from uh, the federal government, and now this new administration needs to get things done, you know? It's like, we got the money for them? Come on, get the, get the stuff done, you know? So Exactly. I, I, I appreciate my team for that, you know? The vice president and also the, the uh, division directors. It was a good team. And uh, uh, we did our very best, and I think we saved a lot of lives during the, the pandemic. Exactly, exactly. And I think that that will probably be like what you're mostly known for, because, like you said, we were like uh, a staple for like the whole country, not just the country, but the world. Where we're like, why, why can't right. it be like them? <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, and you were our leader during that time, so then that that will probably be like a staple for you. I would say. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not done yet, and uh, I haven't said this to anybody. Mm. I haven't been on any uh, any uh, uh, blogs or any uh, interviews lately. But, you know, staying at home right now with my father passing, and this kind of made me think, you know, being back at home, you know, that's what happens when you're at home, you know. Yeah. And there's, there's still a lot to do. I'm only 48 years old. Exactly. Uh, you know, um, I'll be back in some in some uh, uh, position or another, but I'll be back. Oh, that's that was just gonna be my next question. What was the what's next for Mister Nez? He's gonna be back. Nez know, will there, return. <laughs> there, there, yeah, there's there's some opportunities. You know, even now people are saying uh, you should continue to help. You've been uh, uh, an inspiration, and we want you to. Uh, be our leader so uh, I don't know how that's going to look but I'm praying about it there may be an opportunity but just keep in touch with me and we'll do an interview once I know oh no worries no worries and uh, before we go do you have any words of wisdom for all the res kids uncles and aunties listening well uh, you know I just continue to look after your your family look after your grandparents, your parents. I lost my father a couple of weeks ago, July 4th, 87 years old, John Harold Nez. And, you know, throughout my uh, work at Window Rock, eight years, uh, I didn't see my dad that much because I was giving so much to the Navajo people, the Navajo Nation. And sometimes, now I think, man, I should at least come home a little bit more to see my dad uh, before he left. But you never know. Things happen. and Just continue to visit your, your grandparents, your your parents, your aunts, your uncles. You know, they're the foundation of the Navajo Nation. Love on them and appreciate them. I think that's uh, one advice. I'm kind of talking to myself at the same time. I'm giving myself <laughs> advice because I need to go see my my aunties and my 
my uncles here too, and just to say, hey, you know, how are you guys doing? And, you know, do that, young people, and they will share with you more wisdom than I can ever give you. Because our aunties and our uncles, our parents, our grandparents, they are having a wealth of knowledge. You just got to ask. You just got to say, hey, tell me a story, Grandma, Grandpa. Tell me uh, what you did when you were younger, uh, Auntie, or what did you do uh, when you were older, Uncle? You know, and, and they'll just talk to you. They'll give you uh, some history about who you really are, you know, because you come from them. Yeah. And that's the advice I give to your uh, listeners and we appreciate uh, being on the on the interview today and you know just being down to earth back in Chanto, Arizona and that's where it all began and back in full circle and enjoying a beautiful beautiful sunset I can see Navajo Mountain in the distance dang <laughs> not bad not bad not bad and that's it we, we came to the end of the show it was good to have you on, Mr. Nez, Mr. Daddy Nez, <laughs> Nez Quick. <laughs> it, was, it was really good. It was really fun talking to you, I'm not going to lie. I, I was like, I wonder how he's going to be, because usually politicians are really kind of scary. Well, I was like, he's a res kid. When I first saw you, I was like, he's a res kid. He's a res kid like me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, appreciate it, Shade Anderson. No worries, no worries. And um, always remember, thank you for coming on the show. And remember to, to keep it cringe, as I always like to say. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, keep in mind in the future, be around, helping out as much as I can. All righty. Have, have a good season.